Okay, we're live. Live with for the first episode of the podcast. I'm bringing you uh, Steve Wharton, the legend. Hi, hi there. James. <laughs> I'm not sure about legend, but legend in my own flat, maybe. <laughs> so, so Steve, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were brought up, and uh, how you uh, got into cycling. Well, at first, well, I've always cycled ever since I could get on a bike, really. I used to ride around the street with, with my mates. I was more into going fast round corners then than uh, actually <laughs> fitness-wise. I was a bit bit lazy. Uh, but uh, I had some friends who was in Preston Wheelers that, that I was at school with, and they, they took great pleasure out of taking me out and giving me a kicking because they were into time trials, and I... Uh, didn't have any cycle gear, I just had an old bike. So they used to take me out in the country and uh, leave me out there, really. But uh, And then I packed up cycling, really, when I went off to art college. Uh, and obviously, being art college, I thought maybe drink took over and what have you. But uh, I actually got into motorbikes as well. I was all sort of into motorbikes, so I raced motorbikes for about four years. <laughs> Which was uh, a bit more high speed. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, good times, and you know, I was quite passionate about it. And I moved uh, to London in. I moved to London in eighty, eighty one or something. I got. I wanted to get fit again, so I started running, and then I thought this is hard work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I thought I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I did a summer job, I think, and I uh, was waiting. At the bus stop with my wages for the week, and uh, it was a bike shop at the bus stop. And I looked in the window. And next thing, I was riding this bike. <laughs> <laughs> bit of no a, wages, no money. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a spur of the moment yeah. decision. And uh, it's, you know, I just thought, oh, bit of transport. And then I just took myself off to Holland, cycling. We got some panniers, and I took myself off for six weeks, got cycling through Belgium. And, Generally got fitter and I started, uh, when I moved to London, I joined the Paddington in 1981, I think, and uh, it took off from there, and I started riding the track, because Paddington was, had its own track down there, and it was encouraged to give it a go, and that's how I, that's that's how I started. Really. And were you, were you competitive before going to college, or? I was always... Fairly, com- I was competitive. Well, I was competitive when I was racing motorbikes. Mm. I was competitive when I was running, but I wasn't really competitive in things like cards. Mm. Or you know, I wasn't win at all costs. Yeah, so yeah. It wasn't interesting. Motorbikes was the first one where I got really competitive. Do you think that think racing motorbikes planted the the kind of seed of wanting to push yourself and and also be the best it's a bit, bit cheesy well motorbikes in a way was a bit similar to cycling because mm. it's, it's about the bikes as well isn't it mm. it's about the, the appearance and, and all that sort of it. very similarities to that except it was well, I don't know motorbikes were a little bit more sort of mature really with, mm. you know with all the crashes and everything that's involved but uh, when I got into cycling I was started being competitive just touring I think really really yeah I mean that's how I started when I got back into cycling 
did it, you know, just rolled time trials for Preston wheelers and things, but uh, and as a schoolboy, but uh, it wasn't really. Not, not. Didn't grab me at the time. Yeah. I was just doing it because friends were doing it, you know. And when you started riding with Paddington, we we racing quite soon after that. Yeah, I mean, I just there was a guy just said he was in the Paddington. He actually lived in uh, part of the uh, housing cooperative that I was in. Mm. And he said, "Why don't you come down and have a go with the Paddington?" You know, I've been out training with him, and uh, so I went down there, and that was it. I joined the Paddington, but. It was a, a long, you know, they took me out on the first club run, mm. and uh, I was reasonably fit, but I uh, managed to get round on the first club run, but the, uh, the, the apparently it's initiation, it was initiation ceremony where they used to be coming up Stanmore Hill, you'd make, you go to the front and then and you gradually drop, drop down in the gears, they'd leave you, and that was it, <laughs> and I got left behind. On the last, on the last, and I've recently just moved to London. Yeah. And I didn't have any a clue how to get back. <laughs> it was a school of hard knocks. There was no waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. Happen. But I guess the initiation was more <laughs> not to see if you could keep up, but whether you came back the next week. You well, had that, that mentality. I mean, it was a different. It, it, yeah. I mean, apparently there was lots of, uh, you know, there's lots of story from Paddington because there was lots of schoolboys, and it was really, you know, you went. There was no pampering at all. No. And as I say, when I joined the Paddington and started riding the track, and I wasn't really cut out for the track really when I was riding that, but I got I got by, and uh, it was a big time trial, coach, you know. But mm. as I say, uh, miles was a big thing. He always used to uh, they had the the coach John Austin who started up with working with the schoolboys at Paddington. Uh, Although I wasn't a schoolboy in in London, but uh, he was into miles. I mean, I remember one of the Nick Fainter, you know, who, who medalled as a junior mm. in nationals. He asked John, you know, what should I be doing, you know, for sprint training? Cause he was thinking, Get the miles in! Get the miles in! <laughs> you know? And I, we were encouraged to actually ride to road, you know, road road races. You know, you should be riding to road races to get miles in. Which we thought, I'm, I'm not kidding, one of the first road races, well the first road race was the Art Grand Prix, which is equivalent to like a premier race. And it was in Beaconsfield and I rode out there and uh, I was in the break <laughs> and then I just started to suffer <laughs> after a couple of laps and I got dropped and shelled out completely and I rolled back and I said, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, I'm not not getting enough miles in. <laughs> you didn't think it was the miles were the problem. You thought well, you know, they would be the no, solution. I, just, up, no, I used to go out with a friend who was, who was a good track rider. Mm. And we were both in the same position. Funny, we were both from Preston. That's how we, we really got to know each other when we joined the Paddington. And, uh, and I even rolled out with one of the classics ones in summer. We rolled out to a Kent League race, <laughs> and we rode 72 miles, and we got to the HQ, and it had been moved another 10 miles. They changed the HQ, so we got there, and it was a one, two, three. It's before they had the league category, so it was like. That. And uh, again, you know, 
doing the race and I was doing okay and it came down after about 60 miles and my legs gone out and uh, we rolled back in the, it was dark you know we rolled back <laughs> it wasn't quite as far coming back it was 60 miles coming back and looking back probably just, felt felt just as far um, though yeah we just we just say uh, when we when we meet up now we say we can't believe we what we used to do you know it's ridiculous now but it was a big, you know, everybody used to pick out the miles in, but uh, not quite as exce excessive as that. Mm. But, uh, you know, we learned the hard ways, but we never got any results. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But what um, what do you think's changed, apart from, like, the training mentality, what do you think's changed in, in the sport, in cycling, the most since since you, were, you think, started out? Well, obviously... With marginal gains and etc., it's coming in the power. Mm. I never used power. I used the most high tech was uh, heart rate monitors, you know, which I never really got on with because I've always rode with feel. I, mean, I still don't use uh, any sort of power cages. I'm still riding on, you know, a lot of feel. feel like. mm. A few times it used to be riding with an heart rate monitor, you know, it'd be a distraction. For me, I mean, mm. but uh, it's just the training, and it's just it's. You look at road racing now. Uh, I don't think there's been that much improvement in road racing over the years mm. since I, I started. Whereas time travel has gone, you know, gone crazy with aerodynamics and, and gains. I think the old social things changed with. Uh, cycling today, mm. you know, uh, we were big ones on going out on club rides, then you know, long club rides, steady, and also going sort of touring and riding out to events and mm. watching events. We go out and watch the classic races, you know, that would be part of the club. And I don't think the riders want to do that now, they want to sort of train on the turbo, swift, mm. or and they're power related. Gonna go for a ride, just pop out early or on their own maybe yeah yeah mm. it is very self not self-centered but you know it's like it's almost a bit like uh, it seems like about cyber training to me really. yeah I mean, I mean i used to ride around regent's park and you know this is like 30 40 nearly 40 years ago and i wouldn't see another cyclist I wouldn't see really another, yeah i wouldn't see another cyclist <laughs> you know, i'll do 10 laps around there be rare if so anybody now it's <laughs> because people want to go and riders want to go around there now get the training out of the way yeah and get back home and you know get on with the rest of their life mm. you just want to the uh want to get the water tick the boxes yeah, yeah. yeah it's the same with like swain's lane i used to do meal climb training on swain's lane never ever saw anybody ride up there <laughs> you know but now it's yeah it's particularly in summer yeah even in the evening, in the evenings in winter, people are just training up there all the time. So that's a big, big difference in. Mm. You know. And do you think that certainly talking to you, it sounds like you've done every race under the sun. You know, hill climbs and twelve-hour time trials and. Yeah, twenty-four hours. <laughs> I did like the twenty-four hour, and then immediately did the hill climbs. The, yeah, it wasn't in the same week you did the national. No, it wasn't. In, uh, it was a bit late, but doing short distance events straight after that. Yeah. 
It was well. That's what we were, and you know, when we started cycling, we did everything. You know, we but we used to. Uh, it was a big time trial in Paddington. It was tracking time trials. That was the main thing. We used to, do, but uh, you know, got to try everything to see what you, what you, you know, what you like. Yeah, but the hill climbs that we we say hill climbs the best that you're sort of the thing you you did best at or. Uh, it's difficult really to know because uh, yeah, I mean compared to that track, I suppose hill climbs. Yeah, I was a I was a light rider, so you know I went. It was yeah, I was just told what to do with him, panning to him. <laughs> You've got to go out and ride because <laughs> they were like classic, you know, so they were like classic hill climbs. And then they said, oh, you should be doing the national. And that was in my first, you know. So. So you didn't really put yourself in a box. You were just. You were told to jump into all the boxes and yeah, get, yeah. went went full full gusto well, to all of them. We didn't even know that there was third cat races. So my first race was like a, first category. First category, and I went in, and it was only the, we had the handbook. I don't think they still got PC handbooks. Yeah, it's yeah. BC, it's BCF. Well, I don't I don't know if I ever printed <coughs> off now. It's no, uh, probably used to get the box and we'd look at and a friend was saying. They've got these other races, the third, thirds, and, thirds and junior races. Let's try one, you know, because we were getting, basically, we were getting hammered in all the uh, one, two, threes, equivalent to E one, two, threes now. Mm. And uh, so we did a third cap race, and, and he, he, he won it, he won two in a row, and I finished in the top five, I think. He was, was quite a good sprint. So it was, t- it was tough love. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, then we realised we started, yeah, but we were never told, we were never guided like that, it was always like, you know, because mm. they were riding one, two, three, so we went out and rode it, and then later we started uh, getting lifts and cars rather than ride out. <laughs> Game changer. Mm. And um, do you think that, I remember you telling me once you did a race in, in Wales and didn't know... You didn't. You, you was. You didn't really know the field, so you just. Uh, you you gave no one no respect. Well, that was the thing. I mean, I never had a respect for. Yeah, I never really. You know, wasn't talking about anybody really at the time. Like you know, it's only later when you realise. You know, I mean, I, at that Art Grand Prix. Uh, there was a good rider at the time. You probably never heard of him, Mark McKay. He was like top. I mean, well, he was, he was professional. He just won the tour of uh, tour of Isle of Wight. Mm. Uh, I attacked on the climb and he at Penn Street, which for circuit this is in the Art Grand Prix, the one that I rode out to. And uh, he came with me, and I thought I'm just gonna, you know, work him over. <laughs> but it didn't turn out that way when I got dropped on a, a couple of laps later. But didn't feel invincible, but I just felt like I'd put in the miles, and uh, I should have been yeah. better. Really, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, all the races are just, I suppose it's absolutely competitive edge, where you just think you can beat everybody. You know, it's only later when you realise, uh, it's still a good policy to have, if you don't have, you aren't daunted by anybody. You know, just mm. trying, you know. But do you think that, think it helped the lack of, technology and social media and like you didn't know who people were you didn't know what training we were doing you just just thought 
on the on the dogs and gonna gonna go go for it. Yeah, I mean, sounds a bit arrogant, but you know, you just you know, you, well, it's not that that you don't respect them or anything. It's just that you wanna you wanna try and win yourself. So you you, know, you, can, you can do. It's like uh, you know, once you have a few odd knocks, you have to uh, adapt around a bit. Mm. I mean, it's a bit like that when I uh, when I turn veteran, you know, forty. I, mean, I thought I was old at forty. When I was racing against these other guys, I thought these are all old guys. <laughs> you know, so I've won quite a few veteran races, but it's like your second year of being a veteran, you realise all these other guys who are ex pros are starting getting in racing, and slowly you realise you've got to have more respect. For Mm. Also, that was a, it. wasn't that easy. I mean, a lot of people think when you turn veteran, it's going to be easy, but uh, you know, certainly not. There's a lot of experience out there. And, mm. you know. And you said yourself, you're you're still racing now, and um, you won a race just a just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so. I've got a few this year. I mean. Now it's all related, isn't it? But I'm racing with the same old boys that I was racing with 40, 40 years. Mm. There's quite a few professionals. There's Bob Downs who, who uh, we're always duelling together. And all those miles are kicking in. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> uh, but you know, you still you get to know. It's it's friendly racing, you know. You're seeing the same old faces there, and, and uh, it's quite a nice atmosphere. And you you want to win with you your peers at the time really. mm. I mean I gave up riding I don't ride BC races now because that's one thing the difference is there is a lot there's a lot more crashes than what I remember when I started mm. racing now, I don't know what it is I don't know if it's because they're not riding in groups as often but uh, there's a lot more crashes and in fact there is quite a few crashes in vets races because you get novice vets now some people mm. have never ever because yeah, when I started racing Vets racing, you were supposed to pack up when you were about 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're going on forever, you know. It used to be a young man's game. Yeah, and I think there's more. Uh, I think there's probably more vets racing than there are other casualties. You know, yeah, yeah, quite, quite possibly. Mm. And what do you think has helped you be so. given you such longevity in cycling? And, Sustainability. Is it just passion for the sport, or I've probably been pickled? <laughs> <laughs> I've probably been pickled through. I've always, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big health person. I've always had it, but I had, had a, I did have a season out, and I tend now. I just, although you've, if I have a season out, it's a bit harder to pick it up. Mm. Out, but uh, I didn't race last year. Had a bit of a few health problems, mainly like for your back. Back, it, back yeah. it, uh, didn't race last year. This year I wasn't sure if I was going to race or not. I only started quite late. I did one race in March and then I packed up because I organised the race for our race, our race and I took a bit of time. So I only really started racing in end of May. And uh, yeah, I had a good season this year. I mean, I've had like four good seasons, but there's been like a few years in between. I remember. I think it was 1991 was a good year. Mm. Uh, first cat, that's before. Wait, got first cat then, and that's before they had the link cat. And I had to go all over the countries because you didn't get many 
points. You only, mm. you only used to get three points if it was under, so, uh, if it was under thirty miles, I think, or something. Three points. Mm. Uh, might be twenty-five miles, only three points, and then over that you got six points unless it was a really long race. Get them down to ten. So the amount of seven, seventh places they got, <laughs> just outside the points. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, it was difficult to pick up points, you know. But uh, yeah, so just just passions driven you driven you through then. Longevity. Uh, I've enjoyed this season because, mm. as I say, it's been. And there's been a bit of competition. There's, I've been riding that that uh, Nicole mm. series, so it's, yeah. And I've been, you know, reasonably. I've been. At, I haven't had a call this year. Touch wood, because I'm because I'm riding to where uh, Yorkshire <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no. so I, 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 got, I haven't had that, which is unusual. You know, I usually mm. pick up one or two calls or whatever. So. And I'm working in hospitals, so there's always problems around. So. Yeah, yeah. But I've been lucky, so that that's it. Hmm. And um, what what's what mistakes have you made in your in your time? Well, you lost training techniques, right? Training, do, think, probably uh, too many miles. Too many miles. You think? Mm. Is there is there anything else you look back on and might have done differently? Oh, I'd like to do it all again. <laughs> the beginning. It's like everything, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody's got that. If you could do it all again, I would. Uh, I mean, I should have got in the first. I was very fit when I was, you know, in, in sort of eighty-five, mm. eighty-six, because I was always going out riding, riding. But I didn't get ill at all. I never got ill when I was younger, from what I remember. But uh, just didn't read races right. Just did too much. I was attacking. And, Savvy, you know, that was yeah. It's only later when you realised, you know, it was a bit, bit late, you know, because I rode some good races. And, uh, also, like some of the longer races, like mm. you used to have the Tour of which is, which was a classic race here, which is a shame for riders today because there's so many road races disappearing. Mm. I was talking. I mentioned it to uh, young Nick, you know, that obviously in you as well, that we're missing out on those classic races that we had yeah. at the time. The only problem is I used to ride out there and it was a... <laughs> used to ride out there, cause, which wasn't too bad, it was 20, 25 miles. But, uh, I, I, you, you know, used to uh, always run out of flare liquid, you know. Yeah, on yeah. the finishing circuit, so I'd get back and I'd be out of on the finishing circuit and it'd be often it'd be a hot day. And then uh, you get the old shivers on the finishing circuit and then mm. you know, I always felt a bit like I was a bit over over the limit. Mm. But uh, Not a lot you change. No, because it's part of the enjoyment, isn't it? Looking back looking back at the mistakes you've made. But I think, you know, could have, uh, you know, could have done better. But I, as I say, I had, you know, you know three out, three outstanding seasons mm. at various stages. I had a good, good year when I was uh, um, thirty-nine. When I was thirty-nine, and I got enough points for my elite license, but I was just turning vet, and I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to be travelling all over to race as a, a vet. Mm. 
yeah. And what what advice would you give to to someone just starting out in the sport or a a, a young rider who's looking to to emulate success such as yours? Well, I mean, I don't know what the the coaching situation is, but if I was going to do it all again, I would get some. We have a we have a coach in the Paddington, but he was from the old school. I would have, because uh, you know, really didn't even do intervals when I was. Uh, but I would say, you know, obviously get some advice and listen to them, try and stick to stick to that. But I mean, I don't put any pressure on yourself really, and try and. Try and enjoy, you know, you've got to enjoy your cycling, don't just think it's the be all and end. I mean, I, I started off as a two, you know, touring. We used to go off to training camps in North Wales and Snowdonia. And, uh, I'm still touring, still touring now. I mean, I, I rode to the National uh, Crit Champ, Vets Crit Champs, <laughs> with, my, uh, my bath, with my panniers on and took the rack off and did the race. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you ride people, to the, people, look, people looking at me and didn't you ride to the world world vet champs and with a tent or or something like that probably I can't remember that one <laughs> oh, I might have been camping but not yeah in Belgium camping. yeah I've done a lot of camping trips see people don't do that now mm. like I was saying about riders being self-absorbed goal focused yeah, and you know we're, some, some, of, some of them are uh Real urban kids mm. just go around Regent's Park, yeah, and they'll do Swain's Lane. Mm. There's one chap who's he's quite a strong young rider, uh, still at school, mm. but he's got a lot of pressure on him to do other things because he was doing his exams and that. Mm. But he wasn't really interested in going in. He came out on a club ride, but he wasn't really interested in. He was too time consuming to go out on the. Yeah, that's so. Uh, so it's a shame that the social elements are. Because mm. when you get that social element, uh, people tend to put something back into the sport. Mm. You know, but when you when they're just sort of racing for themselves or small teams, uh, it's like the odd ride. The odd riders, you know, the odd riders mm. time trial. Yeah. There's so many more riders, <coughs> cyclists now on the road. You know, it's unbelievable how many are out there. Mm. But when I used to ride the odd riders. Getting huge crowds, especially on the really? Hill. Yeah. And now there's there's nobody no, out there. Really They're not really interested, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you still get ones want to come out but they just don't want to come out and support yeah. classic events, you know. And do you think that it's maybe a a change in in like a generational change now. Not well, just with cycling, uh, but yeah, yeah. you know, some young young people, probably me as well, we have always on go we don't want to we're quite self-centered and we're not we don't really have time to do unnecessary mm. unnecessary things yeah i mean i'm not criticized because everything's changing you know mm. i wouldn't like to go back to school now there's a lot of pressure on kids at school mm. you know uh, i was just talking to a friend of mine and she was saying that uh, they're talking about having saturdays going to school on saturdays She's that, not in favour of it. That is, that is you know, too much. Like that's too much. So, you know, I was looking in that respect, you know, didn't have to go through that. So it's got a knock-on effect with, with you know, cycling. But it, I think you are, I think, you know, the ones coming out, the kids coming out and cycling now, they're losing out on, mm. on that social aspect of mm. it, you know. Because at the Paddington, 
when I started being kids there, like Nick, Nick Faint when he was one of the schoolboys, they, they lived in London, they never, some of them, some of the kids who was racing at Paddington had never seen a cow. And John Austin, the, the coach and the organiser of Paddington, used to, to get them off to Snowdonia. Yeah. Exactly in the mountains, and some of the urban kids who live around Kilburn, around Paddington. You know, because I've been to reunions. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, it's, it's the best thing that ever, you know, they just go out there and stayed in the youth hostel that was run by a cycling enthusiast. And the GB team used to go there as well, you know. So it was a real cycling sort of mecca then. And, but it was, you know, it was uh, great. You know, some of them were, you know, gone with panniers. Yeah. Things, but, Everything changes, you know. I, ju I just think, for me personally, I think that, that was, uh, I prefer, you know, that old school thing. I think I'm missing out on something, but everything's changing, you know. Mm. Look at uh, other sports, you know, everything changes, it's got to change. But uh, also, we used to, uh, it's unbelievable now, but we, there were so many races, and, and racing was cheaper, you know, it's much mm. more expensive now. I used to race five times a week, you know, in summer. <laughs> it was there, I used to race, well, not every week, but I remember riding seven, eight days, a bank holiday, riding eight days in a, in a row. <laughs> you know, just just single day, off, single day races or single day? Well, on a Monday, uh, we'd have an evening ten at Brickingham, or another ten on Tuesday, and we'd see open meetings at Ernil on a Wednesday. <laughs> Eastway on a Thursday, Eastway League. Friday be track the track at uh, track at Welling, mm. and Saturday you'd be a crit at Eastway or, or road or race on a Sunday. And a road race on a Sunday, or and then we'd or either a road race on alternative we'd do a ten on a Saturday and then a road race on a Sunday. And we never we had achy legs when we started the road race, but you know <laughs> it's amazing when you think about it. But it was only like. You know, 170 to 80 yeah, yeah. In, in real terms, it'd probably be equivalent to 10 quid now. Yeah, yeah, so, no. Uh, probably not not, uh, not recommended from a, a training or results point of view, but in terms of the race infrastructure, it was, it was brilliant. Midweek races were often like tra training races anyway. Mm. Just on, you know, it wasn't any big deal if you, didn't, if you decided just to pull out, you know. But, yeah. But you get a lot of experience with doing it. Mm, I guess it was a way to learn, learn how to race. Mm. And, you know, if you're going for points, for whatever reason, you'd also be pick, picking quite a lot of points up during the week if you're going well. Mm. But you can't do that now. I mean, after the, also it needs promoters to run that many events. But, yeah, there's a bit of a shame, you know. And, uh, it's a shame about the loss of foot. The amount of circuits that's been lost. Mm. You know, road racing circuits. You know, is uh, it's a shame, but it's just different. You know, there's the sheer volume of traffic now. You know. Yeah. I mean, I am worried that it's all going to be, but it's going to be sportives and uh, closed circuits. Closed circuits, you know. Mm. Yeah, but you got to hope with the the number of riders getting to the, the sport's definitely growing, so. You gotta hope yeah, that this is, they'll have a knock-on effect in terms of the infrastructure. Mm. I mean, what what's your 
what would you do? What are, you know, you racing here? Mm. What would you be your sort of uh, plan? What, your calendar? Wow. Are you getting enough racing, do you think? Do you think there's enough racing for you? I think there probably aren't enough enough road races. Certainly not, um, certainly not elite races. But the problem, maybe, UK is not a massive country now, but I think people travel further for races. Yeah. Because there probably are, there probably is an elite race on, elite road race on most weekends in the country, or a few, but there's not going to be one, the the chance of there being one in Essex or Mm. in Hertfordshire or, well, there is no more road racing in Hertfordshire, but, you know, like... North North London area is is is, is slim, so mm. I'd say it'd be nice to have more. But I to certain extent I don't know too much about it because mm. I've only really been racing. I think five years or so. Here. I think you have to plan your calendar. Your yeah. Are a lot more careful than what we used. To. Yeah. And there wasn't any problem. I can't even remember our interim races. There was no like you didn't. Nothing yeah, certainly true. now you do have to definitely be quick with entries and they fill up and. Even if you get turn up, the reserves are usually all there and it's yeah. full field. I can't remember getting kicked out of many races actually at the time. But mm. but, uh, yeah. There's still a few classics. Uh, Aim Tree, the Eddie Signs, that's still yeah, good, yeah. Isn't that? No, I haven't, yeah. but still going. It's uh, Ben Hare on, on wheels. <laughs> on bi- ben Hare on bicycles, isn't it? Somebody described that to me what it was like before I rode it for the first time, and it, it's a good description. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, that's a close circuit, but it's, it's a good event. Mm. And what does the what does the future bring? You're not you, the future. Yeah, you're on to the Staying world. Staying above soil. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, you're right. I'm not making any plans because mm. when I've made plans, you know, I mean. Like I got a medal to Glen London in the 24 hour and I didn't plan riding the 24 hour I just did it as a bit of fun mm. Glen London and it was the long distance well he's a legend all around really he was the first guy to, to do more than 300 miles in 12 hours been broken by quite a way now but that was an outstanding at the time uh, so I was pushing him during the night but he Yeah, sorry, I lost my track there. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't set plans. <laughs> yeah, I don't set plans because uh, you never know what could. I've set plans before, and every event when I haven't put too much pressure on, I've, I've done better without setting plans. So I'm not gonna sort of. I intend to do similar to what I've done this year. That's what, but I'm not really working out any plans. I'll just take them as I've done. I used to plan for the. I used to always plan. For Gear me season around the National Hill Climb, and I probably rode it ten times. Mm. I've had to withdraw three times because of illness. Another couple of times, I was ill when I was when I rode it. Uh, one time I had a mechanical when I was on probably the best form I've ever had. I was on thick riding fixed fixed gear, and it started the chain started snagging. So I didn't know if it was going to jump off at any time. But I managed to get to the top, but it was almost just jumping. 
that was uh, got tenth. That was the best result I got. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, don't don't want to that plan. Was, uh, that was a, that was one of the big plans, and it always went and always went sour. Yeah, before we wrap up though, the, what about the, the Beck, was it? It's oh, the Beck and the Catford, yeah. I, never, almost the... Second, I think that second, I think it was in the York and uh, the Catford, and that was second three times. Uh, the, the, but the one the that, got, the one that got away though. I punctured, I used stupidly light tub and I rolled down and punctured on the way down. So I... Uh, uh, yeah, Marshall gave me his, his uh, tractor tyre, his touring tyre on the front, on the front, and I put that on, and uh, I got beat by about a quarter of a second. Oh. The annoying thing was, I beat the guy by about eight seconds in the afternoon, but, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you just know it, that was I the one that got away. The Yorks is always one I wanted, it's a, you know, classic hill climbs, but the Yorks hill, because it was really steep, is was my sort of thing and uh, that's one I always wanted to win and it also had a nice had a gold trophy as well. Not that they let you take it on but to have the name on that. Yeah. So that's I Just still think about that. That's the one that got away is it? Uh, yeah, a bit of a good, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was second a couple of times in the back I think. You know, was it? Uh, mm. about, I mean I, I rode I think I rode your uh, the Catford in the back, I think I must have rode about Twelve times. <laughs> so I gradually. The first time I rode it, I think I was eight, eight in one of the early seasons, and uh, mm. I thought, oh no, what? You know, That's I, just wanted, I just wanted to get up it the first time. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, just gradually, but I think it was fifth a couple of times. I got stopped by a, a car on one occasion. So I was destined never to win it. Yeah. Uh, but it's one that I would have always liked to win because uh, I just. You know, I won quite a few of the other times. And you got the, you got some good memories, I guess. Yeah, but we used to ride out there. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to go, we used to make that in like an end of season social thing, really. So all the guys from the Paddington used to just ride out there and, and do it. You know, some of the ones who couldn't climb used to ride it. You know, just for the, yeah, so it was good. My back, riding out there and back on the fix was. Fast. But but I must admit that when I was second, I got a lift a few times later. Okay, you learned you learned out and I had a turbo trainer as well. So you learned learned you learned your lessons from the the dark old days. I did, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I realised I soon realised that I was getting better performances in all the uh, races that I wasn't right, you know, yeah. wasn't riding out out to. So and whenever I got ever got offered a lift, I. Took it really. Well, that was one problem as well because I don't drive. That's always been a drawback. Mm, I, mean, I was used to go out and when I was uh, chasing points for whatever and riding premiers and things and going out, I used to go out my train. Mm. So I was riding the peak uh, to the peak and then get a train and try and work out and ride from the station and hope that the trains were on time. I mean, that was a Another one that I did when the National Clan was in Matlock. Mm. It was a national uh, again, and uh, it was destined to be a disaster. And I had a fixed wheel, got out there, was going to stay the night, didn't book anywhere. I thought I'll find a and b 
couldn't get anywhere, so I was riding for miles on this fixed wheel. I rode out there to ride the hill a few times before, uh, before the plan was ride the hill a few times, then go and look for a B&B. So I rode the hill two or three times a day for just to get the right gear in. Uh, and then couldn't find a B&B, so I was riding miles. So it was about I was probably finished riding the hill at three o'clock, and yeah. uh, I was just about to get on the train after riding probably about. 40 miles up and down looking for <laughs> on the fixing <laughs> on the fixing and I found the place about half past nine I think it's been riding around in the dark I was just about to get see if there was a last train back and I uh, got the <laughs> uh, yeah did okay but nothing like I was uh, I was just wasted the day after yeah. <laughs> 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 well was good that was another ill climb, national ill climb excuse yeah. yeah, well, this makes for a good story now. <laughs> so, um, I think I uh, might, might wrap this one up. But, um, okay. It's been, yeah, really, really great. First, uh, first um, interview on the podcast. <laughs> and I'd just like to say if uh, anyone's got a good uh, recommendation for a name or any suggestions to name the podcast, please uh, send them in because. My uh, my my brain is not is not providing anything anything worthwhile at the moment. So if you've got any good suggestions for the podcast, let us know. But uh, I'd just like to say thanks to Steve here for sharing some of his stories and advice. And yeah, I'll, I'll see you next time. <laughs>